Many real estate agents across Australia confidently refer Property Insurance Plus to their clients as they recognise the price and benefit value of their policy combined with the client-focused service they deliver. They offer a comprehensive building and landlord insurance facility and have formed a powerhouse to present the very best in investment property insurance. Contact PIP today to find out more. Hi, I'm Ashley Goodchild and welcome to the PM Collective Podcast, where I invite you to listen to opinions and stories that are relevant in the property management world. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome guys and thanks for joining me. I am super, super excited about this question because I have seen it in a lot of um, property management forums and today's topic is going to be based on should a property manager be a property management job, sorry, be a lifestyle job or a nine to five. So today I am joined with Jamie Horner, Donna Gordon and Leah Johnson, who are going to share their opinions on that and how they manage their staff um, with regards to lifestyle or a nine to five job. So to start it off, I'm going to start with Jamie, who can... (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, who can um, tell us about what your opinion is on that? Good morning, Ash. Thanks for having us. Um, My thoughts are probably a little bit different. We do try to keep it as a nine to five job. Um, My team definitely have laptops and can work from home um, and so can sort of pick their hours. However, when it comes to customer contact, um, clients, tenants, all those sort of things, we do keep their mobiles private and we do actually share the weekends for emergency calls. The reason we've chosen that way is um, I do feel that the lifespan of a property manager is quite limited. Um, You know, 1.6 years is the average. And so for us, if we can try to uh, keep the stress um, and manage the role within nine to five, I think it gives our team the adequate downtime. Do you honestly think though, and because I'm going to be quite controversial with my um, thoughts, that they are, would you say that your staff therefore are much less stressed than others, do you think? I don't think they're necessarily less stressed. I think when you come into the office any day, it could be anything. However, I do feel that at least they know when they leave at five or six or whatever time frame they choose to leave at, no one's going to call them. Um, I also do feel that when they're out doing inspections or they're doing those sort of things, if they want to, they can focus on the job um, because someone at the office can answer their question. I must admit though, for some of my clients, it's not favourable. They want their property manager's mobile number. Okay. And what do you do to those clients that want their property manager's mobile number? Uh, I say to them, you can have my mobile number anytime, but please, if it is after hours, it better be urgent or you'll probably get me yelling at you. Um, (laughs) Alternatively though, I do say to my owners, how long do you want your property manager for? You've had her for six, seven, eight, nine, or had him for eight, nine, 10 years. Would you like them to be able to switch off and do your job long-term? Because I do say to them, I do guarantee you that if it's urgent or something important, we'll still address it. It just doesn't need to be your property manager if there is something else that's more important. Excellent. And I will go next to Donna. Thanks, Ash. And um, yeah, it's um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I am shifting my view and I've never been a fence sitter and I have always previously to the last sort of couple of years um, thought that providing a safety net to my team by not having them available after nine to five means longevity as well. But I also think it depends on the property manager. You have property managers that um, just want a job 
and you have property managers that want a career. And the property managers that want a career are the people that are willing to do that little bit extra, go that bit further to be able to service their clients. And I've got a property manager that would love me to give out her mobile and be available 24-7, but I have to rein her in. Um, And that's for her own benefit. Um, I've got property managers that are incredibly loyal, incredibly good at their job, but they really only want to work Monday to Friday, nine to five. So that was going to be one of my questions with um, if you have a staff member that says, no, please, I'm happy to answer it, would you then rein them in? I think you have to um, until they learn balance in property management. And when somebody's new to the industry, and I'm talking a couple of years, so not just a rookie in the first few months, you do need to teach them um, the boundaries. And I think in their enthusiasm and excitement, uh, they can get a little bit ahead of themselves. And and I don't rein them in to dampen their enthusiasm, but it's for their own protection. Um, I am sitting on the edge. We don't have... Um, uh, a phone system um, like traditional rings into the office, we can divert that to others' mobiles. Um, I had an owner just recently ask for a, a um, property manager's mobile because he couldn't get a hold of her. And in actual fact, when he was ringing, she was on the phone and our phone system is an app, which means if she's on the phone, she's on the phone on her mobile as well. So having the mobile number of the property manager wasn't going to make a difference um, for him being able to reach her um, during the day. And I think that sometimes what owners are looking for is just that that access Monday to Friday, but they think if they ring the office, they're not available, but usually it's because they're on the phone anyhow. Cool. And Leah, you probably manage the biggest team. What is your opinion? I'm not sure I'm the best person <laughs> to answer this question because I've never um, quite worked out a, a good work-life balance personally. I'm told that on a regular basis. Um, look, I think I'm shifting as well. I've always believed real estate is a lifestyle. Um, I think when you enter the real estate industry, you have to go into it with a level of expectation that there's going to be work outside of nine to five. Um, Rightly or wrongly, I think the industry is shifting away from that and there's an expectation that it's going to be a nine to five job. Um, We probably work a little bit differently. Our property managers' mobile numbers are available to our owners and our clients. Um, we have an after-hours call roster for emergencies, so they're only on call once every six weeks and having a bigger team does allow for that to happen. Um, but, yeah, I think I think you've got to be able to find that balance between giving the service to the clients that they want and educating the clients that you're there for emergencies. I think as a, as a department manager or a business owner, you've got to set that requirement with your owners from the beginning because if that is abused, you will get staff burnout. Um, And also myself, I make sure I'm available to clients so that if they do want to talk after hours, then I'm available to them. And that's what I was um, just going to mention as well. Like the, um, I think that it's managing the client's expectations more than managing the actual property manager. So like we had a, um, a situation going back probably Um, I reckon about three years ago. And I remember um, Bill, my business partner, pulling everyone into the office 
And he actually said to them, he said, listen, guys, there's two types of people. There's the person that likes to work nine to five. They come in on the dot, nine o'clock. They finish at five o'clock on the dot. They have their 30 minute lunch break. And that's that type of person. And then there's a person that, you know, waltzes in sometimes at quarter to nine and then finishes, you know, a little bit earlier. And then, um, you know, takes sometimes a bit longer to get a coffee in the morning, but then they do their emails on the weekend. And our philosophy in our office was that we don't mind which type of person you are, but you've got to pick one and be that one. So you can't be a nine o'clock to five o'clock, 30 minute lunch break, and then go and take, you know, longer to have a coffee break or something like that. So choose which one you are and be that person. And as a, um, as a business owner, we don't really care which one you are, but um, if we identify that you are that, um, that nine to five, then that's cool. And we'll manage you according to that. So that would mean that um, you wouldn't have an expectation to um, handle after hours phone calls, or we would say to you, like, we're happy for you to have your phone diverted to, to Bill or myself um, for those times. But then my staff at the moment are all the more the lifestyle and that's what they've chosen. And I'm happy with that. So they will, you know, Within within sort of 15, 30 minutes, they will waltz in in the morning, leave in the afternoon, sort of when their work's done, do their weekend work. Um, you know, sometimes they might catch up with a friend for lunch and their job still gets done. But it's a really, um, we've had a, a bit of a, um, you know, controversial um, situation in the office where we are deciding whether we like that option. And at the end of the day, like I sort of sometimes feel that it comes down to the dollar value of the portfolio. And as long as the portfolio is profitable and making money, does it really matter what hours are being done? Because I've got, I also remember we had a staff member who had a really small portfolio, but she was so slow and she would like, you know, me to work till seven o'clock every night to get the job done. And it was, but someone else could manage it in, you know, 20 hours a week. So it's really hard to sort of, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to the dollar value. So there, my opinion is, is that I really don't care how many hours you do as long as the job gets done for a certain um, profit margin. And um, I don't sort of care how you manage your time. I think so if everyone's adults and they can manage their time, but it's, it's quite interesting to hear because we've all got different businesses, like in different size businesses. It's quite interesting to see how each person um, works. So the next thing I wanted to check with everyone was annual leave. Like I have a big problem with staff where they're on annual leave, but they say, oh, Ash, I, I want to keep my phone because I want to just keep an eye on everything. So what would you say to that? No, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> annual leave is annual leave. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I think for a lot of our property managers, they do get anxious about who's doing their work and how well they did it in their absence. But you've obviously, my team don't have um, public mobile numbers, but still, you've got to learn to switch off. You can't do property management if you don't know how to switch off and have downtime because then you're focused and ready for when you are back in. And as a business owner, you have a duty of care to your staff to make sure that they're having a break. And they do recharge. Yeah, it's, look, it's such a demanding job. I think if you don't take that time out, they will burn out. Yeah. Um, and they may, and it's just a control thing. And I think you've got to have that. Let those property managers let go and let other people do things um, for them to completely switch off, have a break, and come back refreshed. And next um, little topic or question is managing the emergency phone calls 
after hours? What systems do you guys have in place? I know we sort of touched on it briefly, but just... We have an emergency line. It's an emergency mobile number. It does cover our property management and strata management team and it's on rotation. And because there is, I think, what, 12 to 15 of us, you do only end up doing about one out of eight weeks. And as the licensee, I do the Christmas and the Easter break because I do feel like at least they get me during that time. So um, I do think that you, it, the rotation, I think, is a great idea. And roughly how many emergency calls would you get on a monthly basis? I would say we'd be lucky to get two. So most weekends we don't get any, but it all does come down to practices. Every single complex tenant and owner should have an emergency sheet. So they should know where they're going without necessarily having to call someone. Um, I'm the same as Jamie. I um, take the phone. We have an emergency phone. It's on a roster system with the property managers. I take it at Christmas. I take it at Easter. And it seems to be most of the emergency calls get saved up to call between Christmas Eve and New Year's Day. <laughs> Everybody's got a hot water system that breaks down during that time. I think it's time. the air conditioning during that time too. <laughs> yeah. Someone's fancy goes down. Yeah, look, we, we've got an after-hours emergency that does go to a rotating, uh, goes to a paging service that, that sends it through to a, to a number. Um, works really well. We don't have a, um, we don't have a large amount of emergency maintenance come through on the weekends. I think that, again, education from your sign-up process with your tenants, um, with your strata owners, um, with, your, with your landlords about what actually is an emergency. Um, and we also developed a really good troubleshooting guide for tenants about what to do in the event um, of an emergency, how to deal with a water leak, how to deal with, um, you know, RCDs tripping because nine times out of ten it is a tenant appliance. So um, we found that that works really well to minimise the after-hours calls and minimise um, unhappy clients. And so how many properties do you guys have, Leah? Uh, we've got just over 1,050 residential. And roughly how many emergency phone calls would you get per month, do you think? Oh. Look, I would say we're at about five to eight a week and generally look at, but that's across the office. Um, Through strata and residential. Yeah. yeah. About 1,800 strata lots mm-hmm. um, and about 300 commercial properties. So, um, And has anyone had the guts to give, like in your tenant induction packs, give tenants the plumber and the electrician's number to call directly for emergency? I've heard some offices doing that in the past. Absolutely. Done it from day one. Does it work all right? Yeah, it works really well. I mean, again, education of the um, contractors um, and having them ask a series of questions before they will go out. But if something is happening, at, you know, if there's a, a break-in at a property or something happens at midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning, they may not get the property manager. Um, and from where we sit and from where our owners sit, we would rather them contact someone who we know, we know their quality of work, we know they're insured, and we've negotiated good rates with um, Absolutely. We're the same. So we do give them emergency details as well as uh, qualified vetted contractors. And that way, uh, you're right, if someone has broken glass at midnight, I don't necessarily expect my property manager to answer the phone. They can get that addressed. But I also do think too that on that information, you do have that disclaimer that says that if this is a cost to you, then that cost can be referred back to the tenant, especially if it's not an emergency item. Mm Um, And just quickly, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I think it's quite interesting. So with mobiles for staff, all of my property managers have a work mobile. So that work mobile, obviously, I pay for. um, And that's 
what that, and I'm happy for them to use it for personal use as well but that's what they hold on to seven days a week so that's why emergency phone calls just go directly to them um Donna you have an app I think how does your mobile system work yeah so basically um all of the team have an app on their mobile or even on their iPad and they have um uh, earbuds or airpods depending on which device they actually have and they can make uh, phone calls from the app which shows up as our office number. So even if they call back um, after hours or on a weekend, it's the office number that um, is sent to the person that they're calling. And when calls come into our office, they're diverted to the iPads or the uh, iPhones via the app. And so if they need to make a work phone call, they do that on the app? Correct, yes. And same as you, I don't mind how many calls they make because it's unlimited. So did did you say to have a mobile as well as the iPad? Um, the app can, I gave them the choice. They could choose to have the app on their iPad, which we supply, or they can choose to have the app on their uh, their phone, um, which is most of them are personal phones, but the calls are registered through the app, so they're not incurring any um, costs. And so when they make the phone call on the app, then it shows up as, as the office number. Yeah, perfect. And what about you guys, Leah? Sorry, what was, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Um, how do each of your property managers have mobile phones or is there um, like do they have the app on their personal phone how does it work Uh, they all have work um, mobile phones yeah yeah and then okay so then that means that on um, after hours then they can just turn them off if they wish is that what you mean well, I would hope not, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Um, yeah. Look, and and I think I think if you don't provide a, a work phone, you can't expect them to be contactable outside of work hours. And I mean, oh, look, personally, I find it a bit disappointing. I think real estate has always been something that you know, twenty years ago when I entered it, it was it was the flexibility on top of a lot of other things that attracted you to real estate. It was the type of industry that you went into without a lot of the nine to five um, constraints. But I I do think that's changing. I think it's disappointing. Um, But I I think there's an expectation as a a business when you work in real estate that if it's an emergency, that if you're going to provide a phone, that you're going to be contactable. You know, we've had staff, we've had a a property burn down um, and the owner was overseas and it was nine o'clock at night when when he called, but his property had burnt down. He needed to talk to somebody. He needed to be told what was going on um, and you need to be able to provide that level of service I think if you're going to do your job properly as long as it's not you're not having people call you every single night and take advantage of you. Is it really bad that when you said that the first thing I thought of was well what's your property manager going to do like just call the fire department and call me in the morning? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You, you can't physically do anything, but you need to notify them that, that you know, if, if you've, this was a, a electrical fault with a, with a tenant's appliance that actually caused, um, but it was out in the hills and it was a, a cedar cottage. Um, so it went up like a tinderbox. Um, and, you know, it, and the owner was overseas. Now we, you had to let that owner know when we'd left him a message, but because of the time difference, he couldn't call back till nine o'clock. Um, and I think it's really important that you be able to notify them because as an owner, if I was the owner of that property, I wouldn't want to find out from anybody else that a situation like that like happened. Like seven years or something. Exactly. <laughs> Is it, I remember whenever 
everywhere anyone talks about fires. I remember walking into a staff member a long, long time ago and she was talking to a client and this client was wanting his house to burn down because it would be a lot easier if it did. And um, <laughs> this property manager was actually having this discussion with his owner about how she knew people and I just was like, no, 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 don't talk about it, stop talking. So we're already um, now we're going to be we're going to be looked at by the insurance companies. Um, we've got FBT tax with using the phones for personal use. Uh, <laughs> and like I sometimes as well like it really um, like w- my department's a very stress-free department like we definitely have stressful things that and situations that happen but overall it's a very um, stress-free environment and so when I hit, see on like the property management forums where people are carrying on about um, being overworked and stressed out and all of that, I guess like what I'm going to finish this episode with saying is that at the end of the day, it's your employer's decision with how they manage the emergency phone calls, how they deal with, you know, staff when it comes to nine to five or lifestyle. And at the end of the day, if you don't like the way your boss does something, then go find another job. Like that's just pretty... (laughs) I know that's pretty like black and white, but it's the truth. Like there's no point staying in a job that where maybe um, your values and expectations don't match your bosses. Like hopefully you've always had that discussion in an interview, but the truth is there's no point whinging about it. I would just, my recommendation is just to go find someone who's more aligned with what, um, what you believe is the right way to manage it. So any final thoughts on that? I'm with you, Ash. I definitely think that for every property manager or for every person, you've got to align with the agency's brand and the agency's culture. If you don't align with it, then it's always going to be a horrible fit and it will feel stressful. So you've got to find the right fit for you and not every agency is the same and not every person's the same. So you've just got to find the right one. Yeah, I agree. It goes both ways, whether that's a um, employee not liking the way that the expectations of the business is run. Um, it'll it'll go the other way if an, if an employee is doing things differently than the way you as a business want to operate. It's not going to be a very good relationship, so probably best to end it. Uh, your systems and procedures are a reflection of your brand and how you want to be perceived and seen in the marketplace and um, you need people to um, come with you and 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 play by the game. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for joining me thank today. Thank you, Ash. Thanks, thank Ash. You. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And um, and hopefully that gives you some insight into... <laughs> you guys, stop it. Uh, hopefully that gives you guys some insight into um, what, you know, what our opinions are. Um, and feel free to comment or share any opinions that you have as well. Tap Plumbing and Gas covers all Perth areas from Mandurah to Turox and has a team of plumbing, drainage and hot water experts. They have an amazing reputation for their excellent service and quality workmanship on time, every time, and it is easy to see why they are a favourite to many Perth property managers. Whether you just need some friendly advice or an obligation-free quote, look no further than On Tap Plumbing and Gas.